We're trying to live into this vision of a beloved community, and we don't do that just by our prayers, just by our worship, but we do this in action, putting some feet to those prayers uh, and some feet to our theology. For many of us, that's just our humanity. If you just give it back, uh, we might be able to make this love real. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. This weekend, two churches will come together to honor Martin Luther King Jr. One is an older congregation located north of Del Mar. The other is a newer congregation formed just five years ago south of Del Mar. And what they share is a commitment to an inclusive community and the spirit of the slain civil rights leader. And the ministers from these two churches join us today to tell us about these plans. The Reverend Derek Perkins is the pastor of Centennial Christian Church. That's the Disciples of Christ congregation in North St. Lewis. Reverend Perkins, welcome. Hello there. Thank you for having us. And Pastor Eric Stiller is the founding pastor of the Central West End Church. That's part of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Pastor Stiller, welcome. Thank you. So Reverend Perkins, I want to start with you. I understand this observance is an annual effort that started about five years ago. What made your congregation take the lead on setting this up? Well, first of all, we um, were, were centered right across the street from the historic Fountain Park community. Uh, and there's a statue there uh, in honor of Dr. King. And that statue serves as a symbol of hope. It's a reminder of the ideals and convictions of, of Dr. King. And many of us in our congregation, uh, we believe in the message of hope and peace and justice. And so we think it's critically important uh, as a community of faith that we uh, represent that or represent that in times uh, of trouble. And so our church sees this as part of the gospel work that we are called to do. Hmm. I understand that statue is, it may well be the only one in all of Missouri. Does that feel like a big deal that it's right there in your backyard? Oh, oh absolutely. It's a huge deal. Uh, it, it reminds us of, of what we should be uh, uh, doing in our community and how we should be serving uh, the neighbors of Fountain Park, Lewis Place, and and the surrounding communities. It's a it's a reminder that uh, we must continue to work for justice in the world uh, today. Now, I understand this Peace March and the activities around it. Um, this has really been growing in recent years. Uh, Reverend Perkins, what have you seen in, in the past few years in terms of uh, interest in this event? Well, I think um, um, like most things in our community, we, we find um, some of the work that we do uh, in our own communities uh, as something of value, something we must do. Mm -hmm. And so over the last four years to five years ago, we've been inviting others into the conversation so that we might promote uh, the kind of hope that we need uh, in our world. And, you know, St. Louis, given all the things that continue to go on uh, in our communities and surrounding neighborhoods, uh, uh, we really need a lot of hope. And so uh, I think each year uh, we are expecting that this event will get bigger and bigger as we find new partners, uh, as we find new congregations and organizations who are willing to uh, stand up for what they know to be right and, and use a, a more compass to uh, reshape the world that we're in. Well, that is the perfect introduction uh, to Pastor Stiller, who is a partner on this event this year. Pastor Stiller, I understand you and Reverend Perkins met a couple years ago. What, what prompted you to get involved with this event? 
Well, uh, he invited us. <laughs> and, That's uh, it. I was, yeah, it really was. We had gotten to know each other um, through a common partnership with Washington Montessori uh, Elementary School, which is right there in the Fountain Park neighborhood. And we got involved with the school a few years ago. And um, Reverend Perkins and I just started getting to know each other a little bit. And uh, I was just so honored, really, that he would reach out to invite us to be a part of this event. Um, it was a no-brainer for us because everything he's just been talking about is a huge part of our vision as well. Hmm. As you guys have gotten to know each other, have you seen commonalities uh, between your two congregations, Pastor Stiller? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we've had uh, a, a lot of opportunities to sit in planning meetings now together, and um, I've, I find it wonderful and very natural, actually, as we've been uh, you know, n not just myself, but other members of my congregation who have been participating in these. And it really is a, a wonderful uh, example to me how, um, how the gospel really unites people from radically different backgrounds. So we have a, a, a common faith and a common tradition and a, and a common commitment uh, that really unites us. And so it's it's been a wonderful process, and there's been a wonderful rapport right from the very beginning. Hmm. Reverend Perkins, do you feel that, that the gospel is sort of the thing that brings you together, or everything else flows from that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, in uh, many uh, religious traditions, uh, how we understand the gospel might be different, but I think uh, as we begin to live out the gospel uh, in some real and intentional ways, such as engaging issues uh, of injustice, engaging issues around race and, and the challenges that we have in our community, uh, I think it was just a natural fit uh, for us to come together. And then, uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, we were both trying to lend our hand and heart at Washington Montessori School. And so why not uh, continue thinking about and discerning uh, what we might be able to do together. So mm -hmm. I think it's just natural. So you talked about, um, you know, honoring this legacy in real ways. I'm curious to hear from both of you. Let, let's start with you, Reverend Perkins, how your church is working on these issues that, that Dr. King was was uh, so on top of in his life. Yeah, we we are a church that believe in living the gospel out in real ways. And, and this year we've been, uh, during this pandemic, just trying to serve uh, our community by making sure we develop partners uh, whereby we can provide COVID-19 testing, partners mm -hmm. with the Urban League and other uh, pantries, St. Louis Every Food Bank and Food Out, uh, Operation Food Search and more to make sure we resource people who are hungry. And, and so I work now with this MLK event. Uh, we're kind of looking at health. Um, I mean, right now, that's that's what's on the minds of all of uh, God's people is that is how can we make people whole and with COVID being here and with uh, issues around the vaccine and and more and that and and then let let me just say this there were some disparities in in many of our communities already mm -hmm. prior to COVID and so we just feel like this is the right time uh, for us to take a good look at health and and create some awareness around it so that we can bring forth uh, some change. So, Pastor Stiller, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I'm going to make a little bit of an assumption here. You guys are in the Central West End. You're on the <laughs> other side of those right. disparities. Um, what can you do? What have you been doing uh, to tackle these issues? Thanks for that question, Sarah. You know, from day one, we have always wanted to be a church that is deeply involved in the community around us, recognizing 
that we are situated in a neighborhood that is widely known as being uh, a very affluent neighborhood. Uh, when you look at the actual demographics of the Central West End, it's um, the reality on the ground is um, is 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 a little more diverse than might um, be immediately assumed. There's mm -hmm. a lot of poverty south of Del Mar as well as north of Del Mar. But that said, that that Del Mar divide is a striking um, symbol in mm -hmm. this city. And it's not just a symbol, it's a reality. I was a transplant here 15 years ago, and uh, I have lived in cities throughout my life, and I've never seen anything like I encountered when I moved here to St. Louis. And it immediately grabbed hold of my heart mm -hmm. and, um, and has been a, a huge... Uh, element in, in the vision of starting this church. So from day one, we told our little group of people that were starting this church, look, we want to be a church that is more committed to the community around us than we are to ourselves. Hmm. That's part of what Jesus calls us to do and to be. And so from day one, we were looking for opportunities to serve our neighbors, to serve our community, because we feel that's so important. So like I said, we, um, we found that uh, partnership at Washington Montessori School through some mutual friends uh, in our church. Uh, one of them was an assistant uh, principal at the school. Uh, she was a friend of one of our congregants, and we got that connection made. Uh, and since then, we've we've continued to look for opportunities, and especially during COVID, mm -hmm. um, from really very early on, we established a coronavirus fund um, and encouraged people to give to that because there was just so much economic um, turmoil going on in people's lives immediately. So we've, I've been just so encouraged by our congregation. They've given sacrificially to this, and not mm -hmm. everybody in our congregation is rich, but but they have given. And we've been able to help a lot of people with rent, with utilities, with groceries. People went out and actually purchased. Young people would go and purchase deliver, uh, groceries and deliver them to people who were maybe not uh, as able to get out and about themselves because of worries over the virus. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're a young church. We're only five years old. There's so much more uh, we want to do. But our, um, I would rather say yes to one or two things that we can really follow through on mm -hmm. rather than saying yes to a bunch of things that we can't really have much impact on. So that does mean taking it slow, but it, I, I think that intentionality and commitment and follow through are hugely important. So if we do say yes to something, we're going to hang in there and we're going to, we're going to stay committed to that. And um, so, you it, know, it, these are just some of the small ways we're trying. Um, we're, we're part of a larger whole uh, no one organization, church, um, or group can possibly address the mammoth problems of uh, racial injustice, of segregation, of poverty uh, in this city and, and in the whole world. So we all have to work together on this. We're talking today to uh, two uh, the leaders of two of the churches behind uh, this weekend's Martin Luther King observance in St. Louis. That's uh, the pastor Eric Stiller, who's the founding pastor of Central West End Church. We're also joined by the Reverend Derek Perkins, the pastor of Centennial Christian Church. Um, we asked our listeners how Dr. King's legacy is resonating with them right now. Uh, Debbie wrote on our Facebook page, painfully and raw. Hopeful isn't a word I use as much anymore. If there's a word for the state of expecting the worst but refusing to 
to give up the fight for the best. I would like to know it. About 12 years ago, a rabbi said to me, it could always happen here. The veneer of civilization is a thin one for more people than you realize. His words left me speechless for the rest of our class. It was like a physical blow to realize that for the first time and to know that it was true. Mary also writes, I was at our Kirkwood High School for two events yesterday responding to racist graffiti that had been left there last week. Dr. King's message was read. His spirit is alive in this community. Love is stronger than hate. Reverend Perkins, for you, after the events in the Capitol last week and just everything that has been in the news in the past year, some terrible events, um, does the planning for this year have even more of a sense of urgency for you? Absolutely. Uh, What it means to uh, love in this world is quite different and challenging these days because of the realities that we face. But I'm reminded by Dr. King um, that that his goal in ministry, his goal in his life work, uh, seems to always promote us toward a vision uh, of a beloved community and this idea that love is always greater than than hate. And, And I know in this world that we're in right now, you hear the words forgiveness and reconciliation uh, thrown all around and that, and that love is what we should be about. But I think we are in a place now that our quest of obtaining reconciliation, uh, forgiveness and love first must be done uh, by number one, some acknowledgement uh, that the ways in which America has operated nationally and locally has really hurt some communities. Uh, we got to acknowledge that. And not only do we have to acknowledge it, uh, but but we also must uh, give back uh, mm-hmm. those very things that were taken, you know, so it's easy to just say we forgive and we acknowledge. But uh, forgiveness and reconciliation also calls for a certain kind of action uh, whereby our country uh, gives back to those minorities, gives back to those communities what has been uh, taken or stolen away, if you will. And so when I think about where we are today, what's going on in the capital, what's been going on here in St. Louis and in the systems that by which we live and operate, uh, there's a story uh, in the the Gospel of Luke, chapter nine of Zacchaeus that comes to mind. Hmm. Uh, That young fella is not up in the tree because he's just too short. No, he couldn't stay with the crowd because he had abused them. He had used them. He had taken from them. This is the and tax so, collector there. Yes, in the yes, in Luke 19. And so when Jesus comes by, there's something very powerful that happens. And that is he is encouraged to give it back before he can reunite. That's reconciliation. That's the hope and the love that we need in the world today. And that if we acknowledge who we are and what's happening in the world, and then we begin intentionally giving back to those communities what have been stolen and taken, uh, for many of us, that's just our humanity. If you just give it back, uh, we might be able to make this love real. And I think uh, what we're doing uh, this weekend is a symbol of two communities coming together to say we don't want it to just be a talk of reconciliation a talk of justice we really want uh america and st louis to begin moving toward restoring what has been broken so that all of god's people can be whole and i think that's what this this event this weekend represents we're trying to live into this vision of a beloved community and we don't do that just by our prayers just by our worship, but we do this in action um, by putting some feet to those prayers uh, and some feet to our theology uh, and, and a heart that leads us, uh, leads the way. 
I love that idea of putting feet to those prayers, and that's actually a perfect segue into talking about the events of this weekend. Uh, Reverend Perkins, how were this year's plans affected by the need to keep people a little distant and not be spreading the virus? Oh, yeah, we're struggling like every other organization or institution in our community. Uh, in the past, we would have a, a large gathering at the in the sanctuary of our church. We would bring leaders in in a form of a panel discussion and all kind of vendors to resource the community and participants. So this year, uh, we're going to safely gather at the Martin Luther King uh, statue uh, following the guidelines that been established by our planning committee and with the city of St. Louis. We're going to uh, casually walk through the Fountain Park and Lewis Place communities. And then from there, we're going to go to our separate destinations uh, to join in for an event called Mind, Body and Soul. Mm -hmm. And and during that event, we're going to kind of look at this notion of health, uh, disparities in health. And, and also we're going to look at ways we can resource one another because we've been at this pandemic uh, for quite some time now. And we know that it's impacting our lives in ways that we can't even imagine. That's children, that's seniors. And so that's one of the ways it, it has impacted us that we're moving to a virtual format, uh, but we're gonna do what we can to uh, try to claim the ideals uh, of Dr. King. And we're gonna look at his, his understanding of healthcare and how uh, it impacts uh, the lives of God's people. And I understand in addition to then um, that virtual discussion um, on Saturday, that'll be Saturday afternoon, we'll make sure to get all sorts of information about all this on our website. Uh, that's stlpublicradio.org. There's also going to be a day of service in the afternoon on Monday, um, and that is the actual Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. Pastor Stiller, is that something your congregation is involved with as well, that day of service? Yeah, we have volunteers that are participating in that as well. Um, do you have a specific is, uh, thing that everybody's going to be participating in, or just acts of service wherever they can be found? Uh, we had a so there was a planning committee that Reverend Perkins and I were part of for the uh, service events, and specifically, uh, there are meals that are going to be packaged for senior citizen homes mm. in St. Louis and. So it's really focused on that, um, packaging those meals on Friday evening and then delivering them on Saturday afternoon. Well, that's great. And these plans just sound great. This So this uh, gathering at, um, at the statue in Fountain Park, Reverend Perkins, is this something where you're encouraging the whole community to come out? Absolutely. I am encouraging um, the entire community to come out at 10 o'clock uh, for our commencement gathering. Uh, we will have all of our partners there, uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Epsilon Lambda Chapter. Uh, as Dr. King was a member of our fraternity, they'll be there, Central mm -hmm. Western Church, uh, partners from Washington Montessori, and uh, our congregation, Centennial Christian Church, and the Fountain Park neighbors and Lewis Place friends uh, who are part of the group. So we want everyone to join us. Uh, for this short program, we have some of our local uh, legislators will be there, and uh, we will also have a greeting uh, from uh, one of my dear friends and brothers uh, who will come and share his experience of being a longtime family friend with the King family. So mm. it's just a bit good time for us to, again, reclaim the ideals of Dr. King and uh, begin to engage uh, one another. And then we'll take a short walk uh, through the community as a symbol of peace. And we need peace right now. 
Boy, do we ever. <laughs> well, these are some great plans. It's, it's great to hear about what you both are working on. And Reverend Derek Perkins of the Centennial Christian Church, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Pastor Eric Stiller of the Central West End Church, thank you as well. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.